Racial disparities in American health care have existed for generations, but the COVID-19 pandemic brought them to the forefront. In Chicago, the coronavirus has killed mostly black and Latino residents. As part of WBEZ's Citizen Agenda Project this election season, we're reporting on some of the issues you told us you care about the most. WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch is here to explain a piece of this problem. Money for hospitals that mainly treat people of color and vulnerable populations. So, Kristen, I want to bring you in here. We're talking about so-called safety net hospitals, which serve mainly low-income and elderly people of color. Help us understand how funding for these hospitals connects to racism in the healthcare system. Right. So most of their patients don't have private insurance, which is what pays back hospitals the most. Safety nets mainly depend on the government to get paid. So they just don't have enough money coming in. And over the years, we've watched these safety net hospitals cut back services or close. This has happened a lot on the south side of Chicago. And when this happens, it makes it harder to get health care. And remember, this affects mostly people of color. And Kristen, tell us more about where the safety net hospitals get their money. And, and is it really enough? A significant amount of the revenue comes from the state Medicaid program. This is government health insurance for people who are low income or disabled. And so the government does give extra money to reimburse these hospitals. But hospitals say what they get paid back doesn't cover their costs. Now, the state is pushing back on this. They gave me a document showing that for many safety nets, they're actually profiting off the Medicaid program. But when I ran that by some safety nets, they told me if they were profiting, then they wouldn't be struggling so much. Uh, Mercy Hospital is a big example of this, I think. It's a safety net in Bronzeville that is among those apparently profiting off of Medicaid. Yet that hospital plans to close next year. So if it's not just about the Medicaid reimbursement, then what are the other factors that could be hurting these hospitals? Well, they treat a lot of people who don't have insurance. And more and more people who have insurance, like plans that they bought on the exchanges under the Affordable Care Act, but they can't afford to pay these bills. So either way, safety nets aren't getting paid for the care they provide to these groups of patients. And then if they have specialists on staff, those folks are really expensive. And then hospitals also have a lot of empty beds. Um, Patients these days are going to places like urgent care more. And so that's more money that hospitals are not bringing in. And a lot of these problems that you're talking about really have been going on for years. What kind of changes are people calling for right now? Yeah, so, you know, there's really not a lot of extra money floating around, especially since the pandemic hit the economy. One innovative thing that is happening is that there are several hospitals and community clinics on the south side. They've been meeting to create some sort of collaboration. And some of these possible partnerships include, you know, the University of Chicago Medical Center, which is a big heavyweight. Some hospitals um, that have tried to merge in the past, like St. Bernard and Advocate Trinity, all these hospitals, they're at the table. And one example they've talked about is wanting to make it easier to refer a patient who needs a specialist, you know, from one hospital to another. And that sounds simple, but right now this is a barrier. Um, One of the folks who's at the table as part of the talks is Reverend Julian DeShazier, and I talked to him about this. We're at that point where it's like, don't talk to me about it, show me. You know, so if we can show that those health outcomes and those life expectancies can increase, that is the way that the healthcare system can combat racism. And Kristen, what do Illinois lawmakers have to say about some possible reforms to help these safety net hospitals? Well, one thing is that Medicaid is largely outsourced to private insurers, and hospitals for years have complained that these insurers don't pay on time, you know, if they pay at all. And so this is one area where lawmakers want even more state oversight. And I'd also watch for some proposed laws from the state's legislative Black Caucus. They've been having hearings on racism and health disparities to help guide any bills that they'd want to propose.
WBEZ's Kristen Schorsch. You can read more about our Citizens Agenda Project at WBEZ.org slash Agenda 2020. This is WBEZ.